Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. It was a pretty beautiful weekend, uh, at least for me and Tasia. You know, we had we we got to we had got to do- watch uh, and be dominate Jokic on uh, Saturday, and then of course our Chiefs came out on top against the Bengals on uh, on Sunday. So uh, feeling pretty. Yeah, good I still right don't now. understand that that dynamic, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, just look at the T-shirt, man. It says it all right there. Come oh, on, there, right, right here. Yeah, but it's just say Sixers and Eagles. It should, yeah. Hey, look. Hey, hey, I don't hate the Eagles. Let's put it. I mean, you will in two weeks. I don't. You know what? I don't think so, though. I mean, <laughs> if we lose, I, I will. I, I'll. I'll find somebody on that team to not like, and then I'll. You know, I'll it depends what kind of game it is. If it's like the Tampa Chiefs Super Bowl, and and they're doing peace signs in our face and stuff like that, yeah, I'll. I'll hate someone like real. The, quick. The real. The real. The real Sixer fans. The real Sixer fans, the really Philly Sixer fans, would not tease an Eagles fan. They understand. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, like I, I like there's a lot of people that cheer for us that were Cowboy fans. I just didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that lived, in, that lived in Philly. Like I just didn't understand how you could be like that. If it was Eagles versus Bengals, I'd be rooting for the Eagles. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, no question. No doubt. You know, I, I, I don't have any. I don't have a problem with the Eagles, really. I really don't. You, like I said, you will in two weeks. But well, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I mean, if we if we lose, it's gonna suck. It depends how, right? It depends how. Mm-hmm. No, not really. The losing's losing. How it doesn't matter. No, but like if if it's a long drawn out loss and it's just like a half of them, pretty much like the Niner one. If it's like a half of them, just like talking down to the other team like I I won't that's different than like a back and forth game where you don't they're never up by enough to talk shit and then all of a sudden they win in the last second game it's not rubbing it in our face the entire time like it was in the Niners the Niners won man for a Niner fan that was a brutal game to watch dude that was I'm sure really frustrating for them yeah I mean depending on how we lose yeah I'll agree with you on that but I mean if we lose I'll I won't dislike the Philadelphia Eagles. I just, you know, be upset. 
Just do what everyone else does, Marcus. Blame the refs and want rule changes after you lose a game. That's yeah. what everyone's doing to us after the Cincinnati game. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, so uh, yeah. I mean, they, they have a they have a right to be disappointed with the referees in your game. So do we, though. Whoever lost that I'm game, not, I'm just saying, like they have a right, but I don't think that's why they lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, the referees yeah, no, they, can, they can do that, of course. The referees didn't give up that sack on third down. Mm -hmm. that's true. The referees didn't allow that uh, thirty-yard punt return at the end either. Yeah, they didn't allow that either. I mean, well, that's what really—that's what really did them in. Actually, Cincinnati <laughs> fans say there was a block in the back in that one, and that and that punt return. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it it happened. But it, yeah, it wasn't called though. You know, so I'm just no, no, it wasn't called. It was probably a hold on any kind of play in on offense. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it was you know, it was a questionable call. I mean, that you watch Chris Jones play, Eric. That guy gets held every time. They're holding on every play. They can yeah. call you literally can't block him without holding. So you could choose when to call it and when not to, but he gets held 80% of his pass rushes. Yeah, I mean, and, and Burrow threw two interceptions too. That wasn't the referees. Yeah. yeah. We also had a touchdown call back because of a penalty. So mm -hmm. yeah, did you score that time? Field goal. Field goal. Yeah, so that's four extra points. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't lose any points from us. Everyone that brings up that would have been the one. one. No, yeah. That would have helped you win. Everyone yeah. brings up the one-yard line hit on mixing out of bounds. Like, you score on the next play, dude. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't lose anything on that drive. <laughs> it was on the one-yard line. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I will say the the, the loss that Magic last night did kind of hurt. It, it, hurt. it was a beautiful weekend. That that, that kind of, you know, uh, it took away a little bit of the luster, a little bit of the luster from the, uh, the nice uh, the Sixers win on Saturday and the Chiefs win on Sunday. But uh, we're going to get into the game on Saturday before we kind of talk about what happened last night. So we touched on this the other day, uh, but since we witnessed the domination by Joel Embiid uh, in a very quiet fourth quarter from Jokic, I'd like to talk more about the Jokic and Bead feud. Uh, what did you guys see during that game? And uh, did that head to head um, put Embiid as the front runner of the MVP race? Well, I mean, I think it, it was national TV, obviously. So that really um, helped. Um, it, it showed me that what I already thought that Joel was a more dominant player um, and, and Joker is a more well-versed. I mean, he, he really is. He's more well-versed um, basketball player. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a better or more skilled. He's just more versed as far as the way they use him and what they ask him to do. Um, That's a good way of putting so, it. Huh? That's a good way of putting it. Well, -versed. yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily in, in my seeing Joel so much, I believe that he can do some of the, the things that the Joker does. He's just, it's not needed um, for him to be him. Just like, I don't think, Joker can come out and do what Joel does. So they're just in ways they're different, um, to, and, but still a very effective on their team. Um, so it was, it was good to see. It was good to, to see. And I think the last time we, we were on, I said that not only did we need to win, but he needed to have a dominant and better performance. And he did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, even probably not probably he even more dominant than um, I expected. Um, so that was good to see. It was even better to see us get the win um, with with the lights on. I mean, like, you know, it was a big deal because people that don't usually watch the Sixers were watching. People don't yeah. usually watch Denver were watching. Basketball fans were watching that game. So it was like the MVP talk was there. You know, you're, you're, you're on. Like, it was that one moment. That's why I was saying, like, this game did really matter how he performed and us winning. Like, it really did matter. 
As far as the MVP, him jumping to the league, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think that he would probably get more consideration. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, but this same weekend, you got a guy like Giannis that had 4150. <laughs> you know, you know, around the days that, you know, he had that, then Luca gets 50 last night. So I, I don't think that he necessarily jumped him. I think he might have, I'll say it differently. I think he might have pulled Joker back. Okay. Because because I still think it's it's so many more games to be played that I think is I still think it's going to be close one through four, maybe more closer than we've ever had. Um, but yeah, I do not think that it's just leap and people are like, oh, they just gonna dismiss what Joker and Giannis, all these guys have done. I just think that it just made her a tighter race. Um, people that like Joel will still keep him up there. But people that like Joker will not necessarily jump Joel up. I just think, yeah, like no, I said, I think he pulled him back. I think he made it tighter. It made it more interesting. But I don't think that the the masses see it that way. Me personally, mm -hmm. I've always thought that it was closer than other people have came, came of advertised. So I just so so to me, it's still close. I always thought it was closer than other people thought. Yeah. For anyone who thought it was close, that made a difference. But for all the Joker's my guy, no matter what, it didn't do anything. Let's be honest. It's one game is what they say. So it's – and this yeah. is part of the problem with media in general. What's the whole my guy, your guy? I complained about this recently. It's it's created such a division and such a hatred amongst other players. Um, yeah, it, all, it all turns to – I'm right. That's the one. That's the one. It's, yeah, that's true. What I'm saying. It turns into when you like a guy, you got to talk negative about the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk you, like just, just whoever you like. Just say why you like him. You don't have to. You know, it all started with this whole debate with you know MJ and whoever, Will yep. whoever, LeBron and whoever. Mm -hmm. You always got to bash a guy to lift a guy up. Like this isn't the case. They're all great players. Because this, if you have a guy number one. And this guy is creeping up. He's creeping up the in these a lot of these guys' minds. He's creeping up on me starting to maybe be wrong about yes. I said number one, and I don't want to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong, right? So you, every time someone has a good game, kick him down. Good game, kick him down. Like no, no, no. He's, he's not, not doing my this. guy. He doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean that. But that's that's why I'm saying when you always talking bashing a guy like it's gonna always go that way like you can a guy can have a great season it's been some every single season where guys have great seasons you do not get mvp it happens every year let me ask you a question real fast do you would this be the first time ever that i didn't know i should have looked this up would, be, would this be the first time ever that a guy wins mvp but is not the all-star starter how crazy would that be by the way I want to think that's happened before. Really? I want to think that's happened before. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some deep diving on that after this. I might that might take a little. Couple I mean, has days. has Tim Duncan always started? <laughs> I would assume. Like I don't know. Like I really don't know. You're right because in the in the in the in the two two thousands you I mean, had KG Jack was there. Yeah, KG. You had KG. You had yeah. 
Shaq, and you had and you had Dirk at four too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I had to think of someone just like thinking, I would say Tim. Maybe one of his years, or even or even did Dirk Dirk won an MVP, right? He won an MVP. He could have not started the year yeah. he won the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaq depends on when he won it. I would think Shaq in LA was killing the votes, though. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if Yao Ming was in when he won an MVP. Ooh, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like I would have heard about that so much more than that, though. If Shaq got snubbed for uh, for Yao, though, but yeah. You're yeah, right I mean, you know, they they, they kind of changed the rules because of y'all was getting in in front of Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Um, um that would be pretty interesting to see, though. I, I I think I would actually love that on well, one, because I want Envy to win it, but two, because it would just show how wrong people are. Because you know, uh, I we're gonna get to that later. Uh, you know, people are just wrong about that, and and him winning would just magnify that right but as far as the um Jokic MVP uh Jokic Embiid matchup um I I thought he I thought it was definitely we talked about this as being a one-on-one type game and how like everyone says Burrow versus Mahomes that's why that doesn't move a needle for me with those guys like everyone's like oh no Mahomes is definitely better well no and he didn't play I mean he's not playing cornerback against him right so but this pretty much was one versus one. And, and not only was it big in that regard, both teams are one's number one, one's number two in their conferences. So it wasn't just an MVP match. It was an MVP match versus contenders that might play each other in the finals, right? They are the top two seeds. So that was also, that made it so much bigger. You know, it wasn't just a, oh, you know, we suck this year, but we're going to let, you know, Jokic cook this game and just do whatever to kill stats. No, they're trying to win. They're trying to keep their number one seed. There's a lot on the, on the line for, for both teams, period. Um, I think they just made it so much better, too, as well. Um, I do agree that I don't think, unfortunately, it's just Embiid being Embiid. Like, that was a crazy to say, a, a, a standard plus game for him. I mean, he's been killing it this year. That's been like, but. Jokic not only had a bad game, he had a bad game when it mattered most. He had a really bad fourth quarter. Um, I think he what did he have? He had two shots, two points, three turnovers in the fourth quarter, and that was with six five Tucker on him. Which, by the way, I don't know if you uh, uh, what you got to say about this, Eric, but I loved that switch they made. Um, because although he he scored on Tucker, his assists went down a lot. Because MB could guard the the, the rim again. Because when when he was guarding Jokic, I, I I did like it from a fan's perspective. I did not like it from a one on one comparison. The MVP yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah, I thought it hurt Joel by them. I thought it helped the Sixers, but hurt Joel by I them thought- making. When I first saw him do it, I thought the same thing. But then when I realized, oh, they're bat- they're not scoring at will on these back cuts anymore. That's when I'd be like, oh. But I, but I also think the back cuts aren't, like, why are guys getting backdoor? Like, I just don't understand that. Good like, question. I don't know. That's, they don't have anything to do with who's guarding the Joker. I, that's maybe, just maybe, bad defense. It was bad defense, but maybe with MB down there, you know, manning the bottom, people are still scared. They're not going to do it as much. It won't be as effective. Maybe I don't know. No, it was it was because Joel wasn't pressuring the ball. That's, yeah, that's the difference. When 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 Tucker was on him, Tucker is able to play closer, pressure his passes, 
um, make his direct passes a little tougher. Now, that's what he was able to do. Joel was just on him. Like, he was on him, preventing him from going to the basket, but he wasn't pressuring his passes. True. Um, which allows him to pick you apart. Yeah. And but Joel's that better. That doesn't mean you should, we need to give up a back door, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joel is also better by the rim, so that worked, too. It's like, oh, double whammy. Tucker's pressuring him, and we still have our guy manning the and back. He, and he was able to rest. That, too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I still think that, like I said, I still think that it was um, – I, I I still think it helped the Sixers, but to me, I looked at it, it was like, man, I kind of wish he still defended them. And yeah, then, yeah, part of me still did too, but Yoke just doesn't guard and beat all game. So you know, if we're gonna take all points for not guarding your counterpart, then you know we gotta take points off for Jokic never guarding Embiid or not never guarding him, but just doesn't guard him all the time. Definitely. So. Um, and also, I did a little research on it. The only thing I could find was um, Carl Malone in 1999. But that was because there was no All Star game. <laughs> so who? Say who oh, oh. Oh, yeah, the Carl Malone. Uh, if you want to count that, because there was no All Star game that year in 1999, that was the only thing I could find on uh, a person who won MVP and did not start in the All Star game. So, so by default, that's that's yeah. By default, that might be the only one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was different. The voting was different too. Like it was, you know. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like since I've been around the NBA um, until recently, like my time, it, it wasn't really a lot of MVPs. It was like a lot of repeats. Like the same guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, who would be the uh, Jokic would get without with if he gets it this year three times? Who's the only other player? How many people have gotten it three times before? I don't know. I think uh, Bill was watching. Bill, yeah, did LeBron do it? I mean, he should, he should have been the last person to do it. You look that up, Teja. Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, each one of three times. While uh, well, three consecutive times though. It just says each one the word three times. I don't think Magic. Well, I think I would think Bird won it three consecutive times before Magic. Let me see here. Uh, Bird won. Yeah, Bird won it three times in a row. Yeah, that's what I thought. Magic did not win it three times in a row because Jordan yes. won his first in the middle of that. Damn yes, me. that's what I, I didn't think. Magic. Did. I knew Bird did. Um, a lot he, of guys won it twice, though. He won it the, the three times when they won those two championships. Yeah, he won 83, 84, 84, 85, 85, 86. And they won. The, I think they won two championships or three finals or something like that during that span. Mm. Did they win that year? Eighty four, eighty five. They're putting they're putting Jokic in some elite company with the, with this third one. No, uh, Larry Bird won one year that Magic won it. Eighty four, eighty five. Uh, the um, uh, Lakers won. So he won it when he didn't win MVP. He won his third championship. He won. Two MPs and two championships same year, and then one year he won the MVP, didn't win the championship. No, I was just saying, like, I think he won two of his championships, two of his three, when he won those MVPs. Yes, yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. he won one more when he didn't win the championship. When he did, yes, correct. I mean, when he didn't get MVP, rather. Got it. 
Yeah, well, he probably did both. He won an MVP when he didn't win a championship, and I think he won a championship when he didn't win MVP. So I think he did both there. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew he won three straight because I, I actually didn't know that while I was playing. I kind of stumbled on that looking up uh, some Magic Johnson um, stats that I, that I actually seen that about Larry Bird. Mm. Yeah, but a lot of guys have won twice. Um, and then I think LeBron, Bron's won it four times. Jordan's won it five. Um, and Cham- Wilt's won it four. Kareem's won it five or six. Kareem's done it six times. And then Bill Russell's done it five times. Man, you got like five guys that have like 25 MV, 20, 30 MVP. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people have said that some of Bill's were. Wilts, if Wilts, if Wilts would have won the championship, mm. <laughs> yeah. like he, I think the year he averaged fifty and twenty or whatever, he didn't win it. I believe that's crazy. That's crazy. Oscar Roberts only won once, huh? That that surprises me. But it was some different voting back then, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, <laughs> he was also crammed in between. Yeah, Will. We don't have to go. We don't have to go there, but we know it was some different voting back then. Man. Yeah, he was also crammed in between Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain's three and three. So, like, that's yeah, not. I don't know, but he also averaged a triple double. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so moving on to our next game. So, obviously, that was a huge win Saturday um, for multiple reasons. And then you come to last night, and it was a big letdown. Um, So, Sixers 25 in their last 25 games. But uh, the the crazy thing is uh, five of those losses have come against the Wizards, Pelicans, Bulls, Thunder, and Magic. Four out of those five teams are under 500. So, my question to you guys is, what do you make of the Sixers losing very winnable games but beating the really good teams? think it's, it's it's a bonus to win win the um big games um but i i, I think it is a negative when you when you you almost come off like a front runner you almost come off like one where you get up for the big games and then the games you're supposed to win you don't you know you kind of play to the level of your competition um which i think it happens i think if you look at I do remember the I think the 72 um the 72 win Bulls team. I remember that was my rookie year in Toronto's first year and Vancouver's first year. Um and the Bulls three of the, three of their 10 losses were to those two teams. Toronto beat them twice. Damn. Expansion team and I believe Vancouver beat them, um when they played on the road. So I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because the, the one thing I think the Sixers got to understand right now is every game that they play, it may not be a big game to them, but it's possibly a bigger game to their opponent. Um, So I know it happens. To me, the Oklahoma City game was disappointing because we were playing so well, but when you look at what they've done since then, they've been playing well. you got to give them credit. So if there was any real, to, in my opinion, really big disappointment about the Orlando game is the fact that we got up, we were up big, and we gave up the lead. Blue. I think if if it was just a back-and-forth game, the whole game, and they kind of pulled away, I'm like, okay. But the fact you up big like that and and the way that they just came and and took it from you, like it was – there's no other way to say it. They took it. Um 
We got whining. We got complaining. Um, and, and, the same and, thing. And, and say it again. Doc said the same thing. Yeah, we and so it was just more of them just going out and being like, hey, this is our game, we're gonna take it. And that's what they did. So I, I don't think it was more of kind of what we didn't do. I think it was just they came out and 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 really made it seem like they could they just as good as you. Like that's that's how they kind of approached it. That's how they went for it. And we're gonna have to do something different on Wednesday because they're coming back. They beat Boston the same way. Back-to-back games in Boston. They played the same schedule and beat them both times. And you and and now you're fighting for this position. And we always talk about home court. Like these games matter. Now, now, like it's happened. We've kind of people have called attention to it. These these little games are not gonna matter because the schedule doesn't get easier. Um the playoffs, the, the playoffs with this new playing game. Play, what these new playing games? What that has done is it has essentially started the playoffs a lot sooner, mm-hmm. because now you got those those extra teams to be like, hey, we got a shot. So the the more teams, especially we go out west, you start playing. You know, the west is, I mean, the east could be you know eleven team race, but the the west is almost like a fourteen team race. For the playoffs right now. So mm-hmm. you playing any of those teams over there where you would think come March, maybe you're like, yeah, they, they playing their younger guys. No, nah, it's going to be like, we need a win. So the more you go and you put in a situation like that and you start dropping your losses and, and we're, we're only a couple of games ahead of the six seed before you know it, you can lose home, home court. And that's how it affects you. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't mean a lot to us in that moment, but it will mean a lot. And we lost the home court because of one game. And you look back and you were like, man, we lost to four under 500 teams when we were on a crazy win streak. And one of them, um, we had a 20 point lead. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just, remember that if you're, if it comes down to one game, trust me. I need to look at the two. I think overall, I think we've lost a lot of our games against inferior opponents. Um, I mean, San, if you go way back to San Antonio, yeah. early um, in the season, we did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we lose to the Pistons too? And and as all, no, 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 I we didn't lost. Pistons, no. Um, but we know we lost. I mean, we we've, which is weird because it's like, what well, we playing or we playing down because we also do kill teams too. But I I feel like yesterday was a, a combination of uh parting with the of the Eagles players probably late night in Philly after that game, um. I feel like it. Uh, uh, some people online said this a little, maybe have a hangover after conquering Jokic in that game, which is ridiculous. Um, and then just thinking, going back to that first month of the season where we thought teams would just lay down for us. Um, and I think when we killed them, I thought we'd think like, oh, Orlando knows their role; they know it's over. They're just going to stop playing hard, and they didn't. Man, I mean, good, good for them. They they're they're well coached and they play hard. And 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 like Doc said, they. Wanted it more. They were more physical. They got up in us. And instead of matching the intensity, we kind of just got into whiny mode and whined to the refs uh, about the calls. And mm-hmm. that's not, you know, I, I fans are kind of saying online, like, it's adversity. When a team gets up and in you and you're not getting those calls, how are you going to react? Uh, you're going to lose by 10 to the magic? I mean, and so. We, we we got whiny, man. We got whiny and complaining a lot. Like, to be honest, like, that's. And then before you know it, 
they cut the lead and they, now you got a close game. So now they're it doesn't matter. You get a close game. And I thought when when Joel got them, when he got in foul trouble, he got hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, so that hurt too. And then you gotta in and this is what I've been telling you guys from ever since this summer. What's going to happen with Maxi when he isn't making shots? Um, because he didn't really stick with him. No, they didn't. And that's an interesting thing because even when he's not making shots, he's still capable of affecting the game at the end of the game. Yeah. With some with a quick bucket or the, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I know it was just one game, but I'm but I'm just saying, like, that's it was a short it was a short leash for sure instance instance like this tell me more that he's a reserve than a starter because we wouldn't take james out yeah we wouldn't take any of those guys out we wouldn't take tobias out no because if we would we would have taken him out in that first half of the nuggets game but see, with Tobias, it's to be fair, I, I take that back. It's not because he's not playing well. It's usually because Tobias just isn't shooting. So mm. that's different than Maxi. When Maxi's struggling, his shot's not going in. It's not that he's not being aggressive for the most part. It's that his shot's not going in when Maxi struggles. So, but yeah, you're you're right. It was interesting down the stretch. He wasn't on the floor at all. Um, because our, I mean, our defense wasn't just I wasn't stopping them and. If our defense is not playing well, then putting Max on the floor is not the answer. Um, yeah. Erica, I noticed the last two games, uh, our free throws have been pretty inconsistent. Um, and I want to I want to know, do you think that the whole shot clock thing has something to do with this? The recent kind of feel because the shot clock not working. We got the thing off the side now. It kind of throws everything off. Is that you think that may play a part in it, the last two games of not shooting well from the free throw line? Or is that just it, not, not clock is still up there. It just doesn't work. I mean, you don't. That, that has no impact on your your perception of the shot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, during the game, you have to kind of look different. You know, look a different area to kind of locate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a bar, you out there on the court. Uh, so, for that, from that standpoint, you know, it could kind of take you away your eye away from the basket, but not from the free throw line. That's just just us just not making out, not completing them. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Get together, Philly. Your owner's trying to buy an NFL team. <laughs> You're in the Super Bowl. Two straight games, it doesn't work? Someone should be fired for that, dude. They said, they said it worked uh, momentarily Sunday, and then it went back to not working again. But then a game on then a game on Monday doesn't work? I don't know what that's all about. Man, yeah. come on. I... I when I found out it was not working for that other game, I was like, "What?" Amateur hour, yeah. <laughs> what are they all? They're all. They've been all out watching the the Eagles the past two days. What the hell's going on? What that's all about? That was that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, we, we got to go here in a second. I just want to get your uh, a brief opinion on this, and then we'll go to the game predictions. But um, big thing we kind of talked about off off air last week. Uh. So, Daryl Moore recently blamed Boston Media for the MB's All-Star starting snub, uh, calling them shameless, uh, to which Chris Mannix of uh, Sports Illustrated replied with harsh words for the GM, saying that both media and players voted for voted MB number three, and fans are the ones who voted him uh, fourth overall. He went on to say, Moore, needs to spend more time uh, 
more money with marketing MB so that fans like him more. He also went on to say that the way Maury left Houston for Philadelphia was shameless. Oof. Um, so I, I got to ask, is this fair or foul? Which seems personal to me. That's their issue. I mean, that's on them. I don't, they, they can do all the talking. They squabble when they want, man. I, I, don't have, I don't have any opinion on, on two guys <laughs> going back and forth. That's, that's on them, man. That last part was definitely foul. Um, the first part I'd say, if I'm going to comment on that, would be since then, because Rosillo responded saying, you know, um, uh, um, KOC, uh, Ryan, and um, Bill Simmons all voted Embiid as a starter. But then someone else said on a podcast that Bill's, Bill said on his podcast that he voted Giannis over Embiid, even though admittedly he thinks Embiid's having a better year. That's the kind of stuff more. If that's true, that's the kind of stuff more he's talking about, though. So I, I just don't understand the, the, you know, maybe it's just. I mean, I just don't like getting into it because I don't just don't the whole process of 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 guys that get a vote. Like, they, like who yeah, decide, who decides who gets a vote? Like in the media, like who decides which media gets a vote? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No one knows. Like, I don't know anyone that knows. No. So maybe that's the discussion that needs to be had. Yeah. I think former players should have more of a say than friggin' some of the media people. They, have. they actually do a poll on former players, but I mean, either way it go, like, you know, it's 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 kind of oh, alumni I, vote. I do think, even though I don't know anything about the media, I think the, the players' vote is a bigger joke than the media. I mean, these guys, they moved the guy that didn't even play all year long. Like, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it is a joke. Yeah. That, so, that, it shows they're not taking it seriously, for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. So you can't blame the media or the fans when the their own players are joking, making it a joke. Yeah. So I, that's why I don't understand why people get so upset about it when it's obviously flawed. Yeah. And popularity contest, you know, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, he, brought, he brought some good points, though. He's talked about how, you know, Philly population exceeds some of the other players' cities' population. So the fact that fans didn't – the fan vote didn't outweigh other fan votes for those Yeah, players. but it's not per city. It's, it's international. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. It's international, and, and people can – not the way they got it, people can vote multiple times, and you get extra votes counted if you do it at a certain time. Like – that, that all that stuff comes into you never know how it's going to go. I think MB though, I think he is a little more hated than someone like uh, Jokic because I, I don't think I don't think he's hated. I just don't think he's as popular as the guys that wanted in front of him. MB his first few years made some enemies in cities and players. I understand that, but he's just not more popular than Giannis, Katie, and Tatum. That's that's there's nothing wrong with that because it's not about playing. People don't vote because of how well someone's playing. That's what we're. That's what we're. We're not understanding. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. Saying Zion made it, and he. I don't remember the last time he's played. Like it's not. It's not about that. Like like my kids. I I had them set up a a, a you know do a all star voting. They don't know no. They don't know any stats. <laughs> it just it's who I like. It's who I like. It's who I'm picking. I like him. I like him. That's my, you know, you know, one of my sons gonna pick Steph Curry. He can pick him. He would pick him five times if he could. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's what it's about. Like they're not looking at any stats and seeing who's dominating right now. So 
you got to understand that's what it is. That's why I understand where people are so how you get so upset about it when everything involved with the voting process it it allows for this to happen. Yeah, it does. Do you think Embiid winning, for example, would make him more popular? Like winning a championship would make him more popular? I thought the Sixers more popular? Do you think that would just naturally happen? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, winning does. I think it made Giannis more popular. Yeah. Besides yeah. what he's done, but I, I do think winning did that in the way he goes about playing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the haters a player has, like we, t- we talked about this with Giannis last, last week, uh, you have to concede on some of those old hatred points you used to have because it all the stuff you said ah, empty stats if it translates to a ring then you can't say that stuff because it translated to winning and being the top of your of your profession so mvp and a championship and a champion Uh you you got you got to stop at that point yeah There'd be no denying because everyone wants to say oh i'd be just a foul baiter there'd be no denying a lot of that if you want a ring yeah yeah his greatness, I mean. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, and he, he's even said he doesn't really care about the MVP, the All-Star. He, he wants to win the whole thing. He'd rather, he'd rather win than any of that other stuff. So, yeah, but that I'm sure it plays a little that, part in it. That game against Jokic tells me otherwise. <laughs> I, I think he cares a little bit about the MVP. Right. Yeah. Is that MVP or is that more like just showing up the guy that people think is better than you, regardless of the MVP label? I think it's just I think it's more so it's a mono mono kind of thing, more so the MVP thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a little ego in there. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so uh, we're going to get to the predictions here. So we don't have a show Friday, so we're going to uh, talk about the three games we have coming up here. So uh, Wednesday at home, as Eric alluded to, we are hosting the Orlando Magic again for a rematch. Who wins the rematch and by how much, Eric? We win the rematch plus six. Ooh, I like it. A, yeah. a lead that we withhold the entire game where we have to come back <laughs> for this one. Look, man, we gotta come out with a different energy. They're gonna come out playing free because they feel like they they go they got one. So they don't come out feeling free. They'll be back and forth. We'll pull it out mm-hmm. um, in the fourth quarter. I think we have to come out hard. I I I wanna take us first half for sure. I think we're gonna try to come out hard, get a big lead, and this time not lose it. I think we win by double digits. Nice, nice. Um, then next game, Friday night, we take on the San Antonio Spurs at San Antonio. I don't know what the spread is going to be in that one, but that this is one of the early games of the season we had where we, where we lost. Um, this I think this yep. is the game where P.J. Tucker actually like, exploded in the locker room on everybody saying that no one's going to give us a win. Um, yep. So who do you guys have in this one Friday night? Well, we'll beat the Spurs. I mean, they, they, you know, they played us well earlier, but I think since then they, they've kind of conceded to – the, the rebuilding process. They were so supposed we to be. Yeah, we should go in there and get that game. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, that's well, it's two games back to back that uh, we're facing teams that beat us the last time we played them, right? So um, I think, yeah, we'll try to get some revenge on both of them and start that win streak again. All right, then final game before our next show next week on Tuesday, Sunday at New York, the Christmas Day rematch um, on, on ESPN. Uh, who do you guys have in this showdown at MSG? Uh, well, that's it's interesting. We do, we talked about us being ready in the big games, national TV games. Um, I I do think we'll play well. I think I think the Knicks get us this time. I think I picked the Knicks the last time too, but yeah, I think they pull it out. I think the Knicks pull it out, but it's just you know, 
Joel Strika at Madison Square Garden comes to an end. <laughs> oh, um, see, he knows that one. He definitely wants to keep that going. So he remembers these things, uh, Joel. He wants to keep that going for sure. Um, I think that's going to be a really, really tight game. I don't know what the spread is yet, but uh, I think it's going to be within probably a one last possession type game. I think it comes down to like a final shot. I think I'd say I say we win it. Okay. I say we, I say we win by two. Got it. If I remember correctly, weren't we a three point underdog in uh, the Christmas Day game? And they gave uh, yeah three three points. I think they also don't have um, Mitchell Robinson. I think he's still going to be out, so that'll hurt a little bit, and especially in size. Yeah. Thanks for telling me after we say it. <laughs> <laughs> But, all right. Well, hopefully we uh, we sweep these uh, these next three games we have before our next show, uh, fellas. We hope you guys have a good week, and thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week, and hopefully we're talking about a three game winning streak. Build the back, build the back up again. Definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Uh, take it easy. Easy, fellas. Later on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.